everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who is with me tonight? Uh, Lovecraftian Horror, Stuart Hughes. Uh, Helena. <laughs> Person that has to deal with Helena, Adam. <laughs> welcome aboard. Yes, thank you, Adam. Uh, <laughs> no Stefan tonight, uh, but... <laughs> no, because he, he couldn't play this, but he will be on next week. Because yes. he, yeah. But he Stephen, will, yeah. Day will return and Mr. EA, which we haven't announced yet. No, but we'll, well, slowly. All right. A <laughs> couple things I want to say really quick before we get into this. First, I want to say that if you guys get a chance, take a listen to Movement Radio. I think that's the name of the podcast. I will have a link in the show notes. <laughs> I don't have it pulled up all of a sudden. They talk about wrestling, talk about video games, talk about pop culture. So if you're into wrestling, definitely take a listen to them. And Stu, would you want to introduce the lovely, wonderful game you picked for our week five Spooktober? Sure. So uh, we weren't playing very many, uh, like, typically horror, horror games. So I decided to throw in, thankfully, an actually spooky game. The uh, spiritual predecessors to the Amnesia series, Penumbra Overture. (laughs) Hold for applause. Hold for people Googling what Penumbra is. We're only doing the first game. Well, I didn't, yeah, episode Overture, which is episode one. Um, initially, it wasn't even meant to be a game. Initially, this was just meant to be a tech demo for Frictional. And people actually were like quite enjoyed playing it. And so it ended up being its own game and eventually kind of a series. Two game series, but the other. And then there's a well, third expansion. There's an expansion, thing. too. Yeah. And then those we're guys went on to make um, Amnesia and Soma. And basically, if you watched any big let's player play a game from the years 2000 let's say 2009 to 2013 you've probably seen somebody play penumbra oh this came out in 2007 for pc we should say yeah yes also i had been calling it numbra because i thought the p was silent and like pneumonia so i feel like an idiot (laughs) i don't be you can call it you can just call it shit that'd be fine too i mean same you know i think i'd rather have pneumonia for a while than play this game Let me just check. Uh, I'm just checking to see how many Let's Players have played Penumbra because there was a series. There was a period where every fucking person on YouTube was playing horror games back to back. I think it's uh, hard. I guess their start. Let's yeah. see here. Uh, looks oh, like Mark Flyers played up. it. Jack oh, Guys played it. Beauty Splies Beauty Pies played it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. If you uh, if you've watched any Let's Player ever, then you've probably seen somebody play Penumbra. <laughs> Oh, and there will be spoilers for another story, but if we can even explain it, we'll see. But there will be spoilers, so you've been watching. Yes, we will. <laughs> we will try to talk about the story that this game gives you. <laughs> story? <laughs> there is a story, but... Well, there's a few those... of them. <laughs> yeah. But... There's a, yeah, there's quite a bit of story. Uh, it's just all contradictory. And... Yep. Uh, but for those out, like, out of the know, uh, Penumbra is basically... It's basically amnesia. It's the same kind of game as amnesia. You are in a underground bunker area, and you are just trying to run away from baddies in the dark and figure out what's going on and get out. It's a very early first-person survival horror or like PC horror game. <laughs> this kind of set the tone for every horror, like every amnesia-style horror game following it. Except you can fight. I think that was the only thing. Like you can actually. Yeah fight the like you're not constantly running or like peeking around corners you you have pickaxe or weapon of sort you don't really start fighting until like it's kind of odd you don't really start fighting until about halfway through the game i mean you can fight right from the beginning you got a hammer but 
Yeah, I was throwing punches right off the bat. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, I don't start fighting until like the halfway mark. Then I just start killing everything. I just jumped a lot and ran for my life. <laughs> yeah, a lot of running in this game. A lot of running, a lot of hiding. Like, a lot of peeking around corners, watching the screen I just turn got blue. To say, if anyone dead sends me a letter and tells me to go somewhere, I am not opening that letter. <laughs> Return to sender. Done. That's all that. I was gonna say I've I've seen this uh, style before. Uh, Silent <laughs> Two, Penumbra, like it. You're dead. I'm, I don't know how you got a letter, but I'm just. It's for all I care, spam. That's it. And the it's, it's funny too because the the whole game starts with like this. Uh, monologue by Philip Buchanan, who is a he is a professor from a school that specializes specifically in both physics and linguistics. And he gets a letter from his dad. And for some reason, he shows the letter from his dad to a linguistics expert, because I guess if you're a physics expert, you can't read. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's only symbols in physics. Everybody knows that. Yeah, (laughs) there's like why he showed one of my fellow uh, scientists from the latter department to see if they could figure out what he was saying. And it's just like. It's a letter, dude. Like, have you never, like, I guess you're a physicist, but have you never heard of a letter before? It's a letter from a dead man. You know, it was a different time. It was 2001 when this game takes place. You know, people weren't sending letters anymore. It was very odd. So I don't (laughs) want to jump too far into the game, but this is, did anybody else find the blank note underneath a miner hat? Yes. A blank? Because of my guide. But can somebody just explain to me what a blank note is? Isn't that just a piece of paper? It's just a piece of paper, yeah. Okay. It's just in any horror game, there's no such thing as a piece of paper. There's only notes. Okay. I don't don't know why that is. In any horror game ever, you're never going to find a piece of paper. You'll only ever find a note that isn't a note yet. Yeah. There we go. Okay. I love that. That's like a game. (laughs) I love that trope in horror games. Like, you just find notes constantly. Uh, I guess you could say, like, Resident Evil and Silent Hill were the big, like, beginnings of that. But. Just the idea of like, I mean, you find so many notes in this game where it's like somebody's about to die. Like you find a note on one guy who is he's like sitting at the edge of this like frozen underground lake and he's just describing in great detail how he's about to die and how he like how he came to be dead. It's like if I was like bleeding out and freezing to death, I don't know if I would really write a half a novel (laughs) sitting down like, well, nothing better to do. Let me let me go into this with excruciating detail. Or the miners the that were just very verbose and eloquent. Yeah. Like, I've, That's I've, what I think about mine. Yeah. I, <laughs> me and Helena for about a solid 10 minutes was reading these notes. And then halfway <laughs> through, I would just yell in a minor voice, Frank, Frank, you got that hammer? <laughs> oh, and by the way, on the December 24th, I saw my, my friend, uh, while quite perished and scared, the mine had caved in. Frank, I said the hammer, not the screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to my readers. Like, well, to be fair, that's uh, that's how people talked back in the the early days of 1972. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back in 1972, everyone had this Shakespearean wilt to their voice. Yeah, that, that, that's the only thing I could ever imagine. He appeared in the dark, grasping a frozen metal rod. I, See, swear, I didn't read it. For what purpose is know. that? I swear to God, Frank, you don't bring me that hammer. Yeah. I, I just skipped all these notes. I was like, oh, I'll pick up a note and keep going. I just did not really? care. The notes have a lot of, of information in them that's actually... But that involved me having to play the game longer. That wasn't the option yeah. I was going yeah. for in this. Yeah, there's three pages on how to start up a generator. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, that's such a long process. And, and it's like, okay, I get it. 
you teach me Morse code too, but I only need to know the numbers. No, not uh, <laughs> not Morse code. This game doesn't do Morse code. It's Morsey code in this game for some reason. Oh. Yeah, that there you go. <laughs> I guess Morse code was trademarked, so they <laughs> had to rename it Morsey code. Also, oh. artifacts I think was spelled a little weird. Yeah, it's spelled like. like the old English, like artifacts, like antechamber. <laughs> Once again, 1974 was a different time. It's a different time, yeah. <laughs> just go, like, listen to any, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, CD, and it, they just sound completely different than how we talk today. That's, I think that's why I never got into Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> yeah. Any I disco. I didn't understand what they were trying to get across. <laughs> I could make a comment, but I will not. I would say we should get <laughs> down on this evening tide. <laughs> Oh, I just got to. Well, one thing I will say that I hate any game where I have to like pick up stuff and it's like has like a physics base. I don't <laughs> like first person shooters with physics base. I just like I pick up a rock and as soon as I pick up the first rock early on, I'm like, oh shit, this kind of game. <laughs> it's a good thing oh. we picked a game that was entirely designed to test a physics engine. <laughs> I just, I, because anytime you have a game like that and I know I'm going to have to carry stuff around and do dumb things like that, I'm just not, I'm not, not happy. And then when I found out there's jumping puzzles in the first-person shooter, there's nothing I hate more than jumping puzzles when I'm in first-person. <laughs> Some of them are really hard, dude. Some of the stuff uh -huh. is like, uh, you have to find fuses. Talking about the generator, part of the generator puzzle is you have to find these fuses, and they're nowhere to be found. You find a note that's like, ha we uh, screwed old Hank over there and put the fuses on the top shelf since he's so short. And so you have to stroom these tiny little cardboard boxes on top of each other and get a broom and jump on the boxes and sweep the broom and knock the fuse off the shelf and then figure out where the fucking landed in a dark room. You know, so, I just got now that the Frank was a joke to that, wasn't it? Huh? That's what I get for not reading any of those notes. <laughs> I was like, why do you say Frank for? I think his name was actually like Tom or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Never mind. There's so I many I don't notes know the miners' names. I was just saying Frank. Well, they aren't miners, as we find out later. Or they aren't your typical miners. <laughs> So I don't, I don't want to like ruin like a part of a puzzle that you did, but if you just prodded the top shelf with the uh, broom instead of like sweeping, just you do the back and then forward motion, you didn't have to stack boxes. Oh, well, fuck me. I spent so long stacking those damn boxes. I, boxes I, was like, I just poked it. <laughs> the boxes with the for some reason, the boxes don't say fragile. They say be careful. Oh, yeah. Once again, fragile trademark. They've got be careful in black duct tape. <laughs> Stamped on the side. Be careful. That's what they said in the 70s. <laughs> Be careful. Before fragile came. <laughs> fragile was too it was, it was fragile was too much of a slang word for them back in the old days. I was I was closer to the 80s. Well, you also get talking about the notes in this game, you do get a sense of like weird time periods in the notes because some of the notes are listed as late as like 1990. Well, actually, you find a note from like present day from 2001, but we'll get into that later. Uh you find a bunch of notes that are like from 1990, although the year isn't written as 1990. It's written as Anno 9000 because there's something weird going on with these weird people that exist that were mining in here. Then you find other notes from like 72 and other notes from like World War Two era. And then some notes are listed as just like apostrophe 78 and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's like 1978. But I think those are from like 1878. Like, I think those are to imply that people have been here for a quite a long time in this mining complex. Oh, and we hadn't said yet, but you're also in northern Greenland somewhere. Yes. In the middle of nowhere. You're in uninhabited northern Greenland. You take yeah. a yeah. freaking boat to get to. So he gets off this boat, and then he just happens upon this mine, and it, <laughs> yeah. it yep. end up being where he was supposed to go, or did he well, just no. happen upon it? <laughs> yeah, he gets a... Yeah, so 
this the whole setup for this game is it's like 20 minutes of exposition in the beginning it's like a metal gear game almost where you get this note from your father who left before you were born and then your mom died and so you're like all alone and then you get a note from your father 30 years later uh that says like son i am died uh please come to so-and-so location or don't go to so-and-so location don't ever go there for any reason burn all these documents and you're like well obviously i'm going to this location (laughs) like First of all, if you send somebody a letter that says never go here, the first thing they're going to want to do is go there. That's fair. Hey, don't push the red button. That's uh, that's like the, <laughs> the start of every horror movie ever. Like, oh, don't don't go to the Jameson house up on the hill at midnight on Tuesday. And they're like, well, I know what we're doing fucking Tuesday at midnight. <laughs> every would, horror movie starts like that. <laughs> I would just love for like one of those like Far Cry 4 options where you just turn around and don't go and that's the end of the game. That's it. He like rips up the letter because he sees it's not from somebody he knows. And he's like, well, it must be spam. Just, yeah. Well, I'm not going there, obviously. I was told not to. <laughs> stupid junk mail. Yeah. I would have liked the game a lot more if that was the game. You just him sitting at home. Yeah. Been a lot better. Just sitting in his, his office, his stuffy old physics Playing office. Physics, just moving stuff around, <laughs> putting the papers in the office. Yeah, I've been much happier. I do like that he's a physics professor because it explains that, oh, this is a like so many of the puzzles in this game are physics based, although they're all so simple that it wouldn't take a doctor of physics to figure them out. I'm just going to put this board over this electric fence and yeah. we're good. oh, how do I figure? Oh, man, if only I if only I had studied more in physics, I would know how to turn this valve. <laughs> I would have never got anywhere without the guide in this game, though. I would not have figured out those puzzles. My brain was not even thinking, like, oh, break down the board. Put the boards over here. I mm. I, I don't think that way. Uh, I think you jump thing, over. You, know, you got to click on everything and, like, inspect it. Because you get yeah. the notes for the board, and it's like, um, oh, these boards are, they've been sitting out for a long time in this dank cave, so they're very soggy and soft. You're like, well, I'll just break them with this hammer. I didn't also, do any of that. <laughs> using a saw to cut a board when you can just easily like reach your hand through the gate and just pop it open. Yeah. Or use a pickaxe or hammer, which you've been doing up to that point in the game. I think I had two sticks of dynamite at that point also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this game teaches you how to make dynamite, which is fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a very in-depth note, two pages long. Yeah, it actually teaches you how to make three different kinds of explosions. This like game was dynamite. Don't Google it. Play yeah, the game. game was oh, yeah. interesting because you could really go out of sequence but still hit the same result because uh, like we didn't use a guide we just kind of winged it and Impressive. uh not really uh yeah, <laughs> I, how... i'm impressed a little bit <laughs> thank you thank you we are very impressive um <laughs> yeah but you could really just kind of it was kind of wild west where you kind of just fake it and yeah. it would kind of work out it's weird i think how we approach this game as for the puzzle elements because there were times when the first cave you have to put that ladder there's the ladder and then you got to put it up as a joke i grabbed the ladder and i was like this is companion ladder companion ladder is coming everywhere with me and i was putting <laughs> up and using it as direction points in the cave so like i would walk and put it down where i came from and it was we were just joking and then at the end companion ladder helped me out because i needed it just snapped right to the ladder thing <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, and uh, the scene like how... poking at the broom of the, the, the fuse, I was like, I had the broom, I saw the fuse, and we were just joking, <laughs> trying to like get through this game. And I'm like, I'm just going to poke you. And it came flying off the shelf. And so I, I think 
the logic behind our puzzles was trying to make ourselves laugh and just do stupid shit. <laughs> and it paid off way too well. I like how you play this game essentially like Dustin from Stranger Things, just locking into solutions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, guys, I'm going to bring Isn't this ladder it? with us. Click. Oh, hey. All right. Those are actually better. Like, I was reading the guide the whole time. Like, everything new. Do this. Move this. Do this. And it. I mean, there's something in the guide that didn't even make sense. I had to watch a YouTube video. I couldn't understand what was going on. <laughs> yeah, that's I just. <laughs> I don't like this type. I'm not good at problem solving in these type of environments. Plus, I just, I hate it. I wanted this game over with. So that was part of it, too. Well, you must have. Yeah, I can't imagine you playing. Like, the, there's a part in this game where you come across a hole or a closed off hole in a cave and you have to you have to make dynamite and put it in like uh you have to get a dynamite barrel put it in there make a fuse and light it and explode it and the entire time i wouldn't have figured out yeah the entire time there's one of the infected dogs uh which is one of the enemies in the game it's like a zombified dog that's just wandering around with you and you're like like i avoided it i didn't i didn't attack that thing because i think at that point i only had the hammer and i didn't fight anything with the fucking hammer (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah the hammer it was a lot of uh, a lot of hiding and throwing beef jerky and and dragging stuff very quietly behind boxes. There's a lot of there's a lot of pressure. Even, I didn't even know about the beef jerky until the end of the game when I was reading the guide. Really? Said, you can throw beef jerky. I'm like, oh, yeah. When you pick it I up, it once. Like, um, not without aroma. Yeah, you can. You, you got to read stuff. I threw it once, and the dog looked at it and looked at me and attacked me. So I never used it again. I, the, I, the dogs in this game are so creepy. I love them. I just hit him with it just, it's just like when you even with the hammer and pickaxe, I think it was almost the same amount of hits to kill it. Yeah, like I don't really remember much of a difference. Um, uh, Like as long as you hit like get a hit on them, they fall over and you just have to wait for them to stand back up and then hit them again. They fall over again. You can just which is definitely not how it goes in real life. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You have like a five, six hits on a dog before they're done. Now, usually in real life, if a zombified dog is trying to kill you, you think, oh, there's a dog. And by the time you think that you're dead. (laughs) Yeah. But going back to that, uh, the dynamite TNT barrel, how long did it take you to find that one barrel to dip that string in? Because it looked like every other barrel that you came across in that whole time. (laughs) Oh, not long. I inspect... I inspected like every single thing in the game. And so I think when you find that one specifically, it says like, oh, this one's still got uh, gunpowder in it. So it didn't take me that long. Like, I didn't even look at it. Like, we looked at we went to that room three different times. It was just a barrel. So (laughs) I never even tried to inspect it. And then eventually, I think that was the only time we looked up on the guide. Like, all right, where the hell is the (laughs) gunpowder? The hard part is when you when you find the actual thing of gunpowder, it's like a barrel with gunpowder in it. There's a there's a barrel of dynamite and a barrel of gunpowder, and you know that you need to take this string and combine it with backstring or whatever. Yeah. To get like sticky and then roll it in the gunpowder, and you find a barrel full of gunpowder, and so I I stuck the string in the backstring. I got it all sticky. I was trying to use it on the barrel. It's like this is not working. This is not working. I didn't realize that you have to break the fucking barrel of gunpowder open <laughs> so that the gunpowder is on the ground because obviously you'd have to because the instruction said. Roll it carefully in the gunpowder, not stick it in a barrel full of gunpowder. Didn't we so. just stick it in the barrel? Yeah, we stuck it in the barrel. What the fuck? You're not supposed to be able to. I had to break the barrel open, too. Did we break the barrel? Fuck, I don't remember. No. Did you play like a, play game like was a not no, I glitched I easy mode version of the game? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, no, no. We were playing it on easy. So oh. we... All right. Same. All right, so we went through and played it on easy mode because we're like, all right, let's play it. Um... We both have very hectic schedules. 
Yeah. We also had very high expectations for this game. We were both really excited to play it. So it was, you know, sorry, here's some amnesia. How could this go wrong? <laughs> no, this well, is like no. this is like the prototype. This is fair. And you this see a lot much. of it like rolling over from that. And that, yeah, that's I mean, the only credit I'll give it due. Yeah, this game is very much frictional games, like first attempt to make an amnesia style game. And I think to their credit, I, I to their credit, I think this is a good game. I remember when this game came out, people were very I had a friend that was like losing his shit over it. He's like, oh, I've never played a physics horror game like this before. Uh, I was just freaking out about it. So he was pretty excited when Amnesia came out and it was a hundred times better. But this was like their attempt to put the pieces together and figure out how to make that style of game that has really caught on. And that's fair. Game is- it, it was like one of the first ones like this, if mm. not the first, correct? Yeah, it's oh man, I don't know if it's the first ever, but it's early. Yeah, it's definitely up there. It, I all when I was playing this, it made me, and I can't remember. I think it was Game Informer, like the first time uh, that Alien game used two analog sticks, <laughs> first person shooter, and like being able to move your body and control your head at the same time. This will never catch on. It was an absolute horrid control scheme, mm. and that's how I felt. I was like. Man, this if I didn't play Amnesia and this was the first time I ever tried this control scheme out, I would have been <laughs> so mad. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, but I it, didn't like, hate the controls. But I it's just, it took me odd. It took me five minutes to get into that ice vault because I couldn't move my mouse in the right direction mm. to like open the ice vault. So like I kept throwing rocks at it. And I kept <laughs> twisting the handles again, and I'm like, all right, I know we're good, but it. <laughs> the ice fall where you just step off the ship into the frozen wasteland and immediately hypothermia starts setting in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's how this this game starts. You so yeah. You find your your dad sends you a letter. You go to like a bank vault. It's got all these instructions. And it's like a year later, I was on a plane, like leaving my life behind entirely to go find this random thing out in the middle of nowhere. And it's like I stepped. I um I was on a boat for so and so months. And you are reading the fucking. <laughs> One of the things you can do in there is um, that's like the tutorial room. You get your flashlight. It teaches you how to open shit. You can open a chest and read like a note that some fisherman's wife left him, which feels very sketchy. It's <laughs> like, why am yeah. I reading this? This doesn't this isn't for me. Why am I stealing this guy's note from his wife? She's, he's going to get back home and she's going to be like, did you read the note I sent you? And he's going to be like, what note? <laughs> you just no, fucking pocket it. <laughs> you just pick up this, this loving, this loving wife's note and pocket it. And you're like, ah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Pocket everybody's notes. That's what you do in this game. Screw him. I mean, he. They were so kind to to boat me out to the middle of nowhere, but fuck him. <laughs> and you step off the boat, and immediately you start freezing to death. And your first thought isn't, "I should get back on the boat." It's, "I'm gonna keep going until I find something." It'll be fine. <laughs> you start running off until you find a little hatch in the in the. You find a hatch in the snow. And it's like, it's I need to go down here or else I'll <laughs> die of hypothermia and starvation. It's like, dude, you've been off the boat for like 20 minutes at most. He's been living the high life of being a physics professor. He hasn't learned survival skills yet. Like, you know, eating before you disembark yeah. and he stuff. He didn't like eat that. the entire time he was on the boat. He got sick of fish day one. <laughs> he was like, fuck this. There's going to be food wherever mm-hmm. I'm going for sure. You can tell he's not from Minnesota because he lived in Minnesota. Like, ah, this is nothing. Nice <laughs> he's, weather. He's a physicist from the Caribbean. Shorts <laughs> and... Give me some mayo, give me some snow. I got a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
Oh. If I ever visit like northern Canada, I'm just gonna start breaking into everywhere I see. Just like I'm dying of hypothermia and starvation. It's like, dude, we've been outside for five minutes. It's too much. I can't handle it. I need to break oh, into this me. abandoned military bunker. Um, it didn't happen, but oh, there's a a guy I used to work with. He was from Georgia, and he came here, and he was living here. And his first winter, he's like, "What the hell is wrong with this place?" I'm like, "Welcome <laughs> to Minnesota." <laughs> he was not happy when he got to see. 20, you know, 10, negative 10 and everything for the first time. He's not happy. Yeah. Okay, not happy at all. Did y'all see any snow this week, by the way? I, I know I'm, I'm no. trying to divert. Okay. I... <laughs> A little bit. You're good. Not much. Okay. <laughs> it got like 50 degrees here and then a storm came and now it's 80 degrees again. So that's what Virginia <laughs> Beach weather is like. Oh, you're in Virginia Beach? Yeah. And we're only three hours north of you. That's I know. Great. Helena, I've talked about this. I think Helena actually knows some people <laughs> yep. that I know. <gasps> wild <laughs> it's a small world it's a very small oh, world. There, except for Mike there's one wild. part <laughs> there's one part that maybe you want to just I, I texted Stu and I was like I, I think we're done with this game because I don't think I'm going to be able to fit, play it <laughs> I, there's a part where you have to go in a tunnel and I've been I've been getting by the puzzles I've been doing okay I got the pickaxe I'm, I'm going through a tunnel and all of a sudden you get to this area where you see the little like alien eggs and these little fucking yeah. little spiders pop out and yeah. no matter what I did, I'd run to the tunnel, hit the hit the rocks, get through one rock, start to die, eat some medicine, go to the next rock, and then I would just I could not do it. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong here? And I sent him, and he's like, are you using the flashlight? And I'm yeah, like, I said, what? And I, I said, do you have a light? And Mike said, yes. And I said, use the light. <laughs> that was the only <laughs> advice I gave him. And then I put the flashlight on, and the spider goes the other way, and I'm like fucking piece of shit. Well, uh, Mike, if you had read the notes, you would know that the spiders don't like the lights. Because Wait, you there's didn't the even one... have to read the note. You had to read the table carving as soon as you went. I didn't into read anything. <laughs> I just went through this game as fast as I could. Yes. Well, I actually quite like that. There's a... yeah. Oh, God. This part of the game is so fucking... This is like legitimately one of the creepiest parts of the game, I think. Before you have to go into the spider cave, you come across... You... Are in like a like a maze like mine shaft, and this is like your first interaction with a monster. There's a monster. There's something in this maze with you, and is you have to. It's uh, well, it's initially one of the dogs um, is in like the maze with you. You hear it, and you go into this little room with three doors. And if you go to the center door, you can hear somebody behind the door making a shitload of noise and asking like. Uh, who's there? Are you are you back? Who is that? Um, that oh, part to that me was like red. That is no, that's a that's uh, I think his official name is the spider hater. Oh. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, he like he's freaking out. Then you go into like one of the side rooms and there's a little like cave entrance. And so you can go down there and that's how you get to his room. But when you go down uh, into the caves, you find like a desiccated body and a note. You find a desiccated body, and then other like in another place, you find a note that's talking about the spiders are this guy who's like been in this room for thirty fucking years. He survived in this cave for a long ass time. And you're like eating the spiders, right? I yeah, that's my, the one note I did read. Yeah, my first thought was like how, and then it's like <laughs> I'm out of food. Uh, even though there's beef jerky in the room right next to him, it's like I'm out of food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had to eat one of the spiders. They're surprisingly delicious. And he just details how he goes and eats these spiders and how he's capturing the spiders and how the spiders are getting bigger and bigger. And he's like a little disconcerted by that. <laughs> um, and he's like, thankfully, I've discovered that uh, when my flashlight batteries died, I've discovered the, the creatures start coming out. They're easier to catch. And at some point, he says, like, um, 
he like lays out his plan. He's going to go down there and turn his lights off and let the spiders come to him. And that's where you find the dead body. And I was like, oh, that's great. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. I love that kind he, of stuff. I read that note, too, and none of it clicked. Yeah. Did y'all read the note where he cut his tongue off? Yes, and you can no. find his fucking tongue, too. Yeah, how long of a tongue did he have? It's a huge tongue. feet long. Well, I think it's implied that everybody in there is because you don't see any people. You interact. You kind of interact with uh, him. You just hear him. You don't actually talk to him. And Red, who's talking to you, is like the only normal sounding person. I think but it's yeah. kind of implied that everybody in this everything that exists in this mine shaft is mutating. Well, you see the shadow of somebody. Yeah, I think mean, you see Red Shadow um, at some point. Well, yeah. And, yeah, the, <laughs> the th- like when you come back out of that cave, um, you hear the guy in that room get like something breaks the door down. Actually, no, you're underneath of him because this reminds me of uh, the a chapel in Fallout 4 where you fight the Deathclaw. You are oh, underneath his room and you hear something crash in, grab him, like rip him apart. And you just see like the footsteps above you. That's like I just that was so creepy to me. And that was like early on in the game. And I think I was like, yeah, I got high expectations. Like you're yeah. starting this like i'm good and then it dropped i'm gonna say i'm gonna go on record and say i think frictional is bad about maintaining atmosphere uh, atmosphere yeah, yeah. I, like amnesia is great when it starts and the there's a water level amnesia that is like the creepiest fucking thing ever where you're fighting you there's an invisible monster chasing you through water and you can just see the footsteps but uh past that part the game like completely loses all it's like the bioshock problem like you get to a certain point in any Bioshock game and you are so familiar with the world that it can't scare you anymore. Yeah, that's absolutely accurate. Yeah. We can talk think shit about this game all you want. You ever bring Bioshock up into this again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you gotta, there's a point in the first Bioshock where that game slows way the fuck down and it's like, ah, now I'm yeah. just here. I just want to leave. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. want to get the fuck out of here. Even That's Bioshock all. 2 this... has a point where you're like, I just want to get the fuck out of Rapture, or wherever. Never yeah, played Rapture. Bioshock 2. Really? I want to. Yeah, I need to play it today. I, think but I do want to say that, that with this game, I actually had headphones in the entire time, mm. and I listened to everything. I creeped around most of the game until near the end, but there were a couple times when uh, my Tiff's dad walked up and started talking to me. Also, I just jumped out of my chair because <laughs> someone spoke next to me, and I'm like, oh, God, what's going on? I was terrified of this game. Like I, I'm sitting here, my little guide, open on my phone, reading the guide, watching where I'm going. Oh, I fucking hated this. Hated it. I'm so done with horror games right now. I'm just done. Yeah, so I knew this one would uh, freak the fuck out. <laughs> What's up, Adam? I said so. Outlast. Yeah, was, uh, that never, happened to be. I Outlast. like horror games. I never played. <laughs> the first time I played Outlast, uh, uh, previous guest Sam was standing behind me. And somebody said something in the game and it came from behind me. And so I thought it was Sam and it freaked me out. And I took my headphones off and I was like, don't try to freak me out. And he's like, I'm not saying anything. And then I got attacked and I like freaked the fuck out. <laughs> Stop trying to like, fuck with me. He's like, I'm not well, saying I anything. I to say the atmosphere in this game was re- I did like the atmosphere. I do like the way the game makes you feel. I just don't like the gameplay. But like the sneaking around when you do when you go in crouch mode and then all of a sudden he starts to like accommodate to the darkness that was cool yeah i almost like i almost wish this game didn't have any combat in it maybe even like like maybe at all but at least not until the very very end the fact that you can start fighting stuff kind of ruins the atmosphere i think if you had to hide the entire time it'd be way better well 
in the end, I figured out I could just run and jump over the dogs, and they weren't a problem anymore. So that, well, the can. fear started to go away. The problem with the dogs is uh, if they howl, if you hear them howl, they actually call more dogs into the area to come get you. Oh. Yeah. And that's, so you can... that we discovered early on is that you could fight them, and yeah. you knocked them down once, you got them in a loop. And... Yeah, you can stun lock them so easy. Yeah. yeah I tried but... that, and then he ate me. So I didn't try again. The problem is, like, if you miss, because they run at you and bite you once and then run away and howl. And if you miss the first hit, then they get that run off and howl and you can get really fucked. You'll still get through the fight, but you can take a beating. Whoever gets the first hit is the one who's going to win, basically. Yeah. It's it's jousting. It's basically jousting. Yeah. Oh, I do want to get back to those, those fucking spiders. I have not been that upset with a game in a long time that I was in that tunnel because I just could not do it. I'm like, what the hell is wrong? Did I not have enough items? And I was, yeah, I was not happy. <laughs> All spiders so in games are afraid of lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the spiders were okay, but my question about the other insects in the game. The worms or the slugs? The worms. Yeah. Not like nothing part, really right? happened with them. It was just there are worms. You ran from worms. Yeah. You found a dissected body, and maybe this goes into lore in the next game, but it does. Yeah, I was gonna say out of all the notes we found, there wasn't one damn note. It's <laughs> a worm. So yeah, there's a note in the very beginning of the game of some guy talking. He's like, he's it's one of the miners um, who's not affiliated with. There, okay, so there's there's like three groups of people in this game in the notes that you would come across. You're coming across regular miners that were just in here uh, mining for some kind of ore. I think they were in there. Well, first, first the notes you come across are like uh, World War One, World War Two soldiers that are there for some reason, like holding it down from the Germans and maybe some other stuff going on. You find those and you find miners that were in there mining ore after the war. That's a hard sentence to say. Um and then the third group you come across is the archaic miners, which is a different. Uh, so, yeah, some of the like one of the notes very early on is from the regular miners that says, like, um, people in the area have reported ships, but we haven't seen these ships. And they talking about uh, how people don't want to come here because of some like Inuit ghost story about like Toon Great. And it's just a throwaway note in the very beginning of the game. But that becomes important for the lore in the second game in the uh, expansion that like answers all the questions about what the worms are and what's going on in this little this little bunker. So how many of y'all are going to play the second game to finish up? That's <laughs> <laughs> my question. I've played all of them before. Oh, Only wow. way I'm ever playing the second one is if somebody on some one of my co-hosts decides to be an asshole to me and put it on the list. Otherwise, I mean, it's going on the list. No way. <laughs> Hold on. It's going Hold on the on. list because the second game actually legitimately has a really cool sequence that I don't want to spoil for anybody. Hmm. I'm checking I, my library. Yeah, all right, all right. I got Requiem. It's there. I got Black Plague and Requiem. I think Black it's Plague Black is Plague. the one we would do next. Uh, if we I do think it, Black Plague is the one where uh, you're actually interacting with other human beings too. Mm. And that's Black Plague is also the one where we looked up when we first picked this game. We looked up screenshot and we saw naked zombies with giant dicks hanging out, and that's yeah. why we picked this game. So I thought it'd be <laughs> hilarious, and that turns out that's the second game. That's the second game. Helena. Yep. That's when you start finding out that. <laughs> That tomb great or whatever you say it is uh, is real, and that's these. You find notes from the archaic miners that are like um, they start talking about the cast, the elevated cast and the lower cast. Yeah, which is a really interesting like what I what I wanted from this game. So 
there was one developed character, and that was Red. Yeah. And he was an incredible, like, amazing character, and it, just so interesting. But the, the two things I really wanted was the protagonist. I wanted any kind of development with him, and there was mm. just, like, nothing. Like, they could have done so much with him seeing things from his childhood. Right. Like, in the mines or going into, like, psychosis. They set it all up from, like, in the beginning, they set it up as if it's going to be this crazy story about him, like, learning about his dad and figuring out all this stuff that happened to him. And then when you find the artifacts, they, like, give you little flashes of visions about your dad. And you're like, oh, is this going to be something? And it just ends up being nothing. (laughs) Save points? Yeah, I was going to say, how long did it take y'all to figure out that those were save points? (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, I played Uh, this game before I knew. But <laughs> I've been hit. I was hitting F5 like every 10 minutes, like out of instinct and realizing that's oh, not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so the second thing I wanted from this game was them to talk more about the lives of the people in the mines or to like yeah. find more information about like what they were using and like the tools they had and all that. But it was just it was just nothing in a yep. in defense um when this game came out uh well when this game came out it was a tech demo and then they said let's make it a full game and they initially had planned for this to be a full trilogy mm-hmm. um and it was going to be episode one was setting all this up episode two would have answered a bunch of questions and episode three would have been this big like climactic uh ending to the series mm-hmm. and they did episode one and they eventually did episode two and they were like, eh, we're not going to do episode three. We'll just do an expansion. They kind of like gave up on it. Yeah. But you know, they could have had this episode one and then like shortened the gameplay by like several hours and still hit the same. It's hard to do sequels in horror in general. It seems to be incredibly hard to do horror sequels in games in specific, like specifically. Mm -hmm. But if you know, you have a three part series coming up, you, that means you've got the story written now. Like, yeah. it, it, well, I don't know if they had it that far figured out. They just that's that's fair because the ending. I don't know when a certain movie about witches upon the Blair came out, but the ending <laughs> it definitely came out before this game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It came out like the seventies. <laughs> it it, it uh, actually wasn't that old. I think it was nineties. Oh, I, I, I was around. Wait, when, I was gonna say when they. I was gonna say when the hell did you watch Blair Witch Project? Uh, <laughs> oh God, you I thought it was ninety nine. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was early nineties. I thought it was ninety nine. Yeah, came out kind of late. Yeah, he's but, a baby of the group, by the way, too. So, oh well, God. some of us, uh, some of us just watched Cannibal Holocaust instead. You know. Oh, that's, oh, that's where our found footage. All right. Started. All right. Well, Not with this Blair Witch bullshit. But no, that. Even though knowing that they're like they state this is a three part episode type thing, mm-hmm. that ending, I don't know if we're there yet and talking about it. We can not really, but we can. It did. This is all over the place. It's okay. Yeah, we'll come back to it. We'll come. We back haven't to even it. really talked about the beginning of the game yet. We got off a boat. We got hypothermia and jumped into a <laughs> mine. <laughs> oh, there is one thing that I do want to mention that we hadn't really talked about yet. Is besides the fucking I hate the fucking spiders. Like there is this, there is a giant worm that chases after you, and co- like we mentioned in like only a Toon couple scenes. Hmm? A tune great worm. I don't know how to say it. Tune great. No. Oh, it's okay. a tapeworm. Well, the worm it's is 
Yeah. I mean, one part, you open a door, run back, jump over a thing, and he just goes down the hole. It's no big deal. But it's that second part near the end where he's fucking chasing after you if the closed doors behind you, hit a button to shut the gate. I was fucking terrified. And you not have to move. There's like acid on the ground. You have to move boxes. Uh-huh. So you have acid. I died a bunch of times in that part, too. Yeah, and that part also- is uh, genuinely tense. Uh-huh. And one yeah. thing we hadn't completely we talked about the guy read this talking to you is you pick up a radio at one part and he's in your head he's having a one-way conversation with you you're not talking he just keeps telling you things and somehow knows where you are at all times in, in the game which i don't yeah. understand well he's got <laughs> um i like helena i think red is a phenomenal character uh because they actually go through the effort of explaining everything about red um yeah. he's got like a radio set up with him and he's got like he's got like all the blueprints for the base and he talks he talks so strange. He talks very like Shakespearean and odd. Um he's an clearly insane. He's the one that sends you in the damn spider tunnel for no reason but to make you want to take this game he off. He sends the list you to punish you. We already had it out you, there. He wants to give right. you like a baptism by fire to like Yeah, now that, that we've done capable. that, we can be friends. Like let's yeah. yeah. Hey, he needs to know that you're oh, capable game. so that he can trust you. He also doesn't <laughs> think you're real at first because he's been in this cave for a long ass time. Since he was 14. Since he was 14. I love that's my favorite note in the fucking game. Mm-hmm. And I missed a lot of story by not, not reading anything. I just yeah, you care. really should have read everything when you got to at some point in the game. You So Red's talking to you for like the whole this game's like five hours. The last three hours you are talking to Red over the radio. He is just constantly giving you information. He's sending you like more C code um, <laughs> and helping you out, kind of helping you out, giving you like conflictory information and just going insane and at some point you you (laughs) you come into a room and he's like in an incinerator and you have to he wants you to incinerate him and kill him because according to him suicide is against the rules so you have to kill him so you pull the switch and he like burns to death very dramatically you never see him by the way in the whole game you never see him you just hear him freaking out in this incinerator like i guess he didn't realize how painful being burned to death was <laughs> um, also your cross is on the floor in front of the incinerator which yes well i was about to bring that up so okay. when it goes into that whole angel demon the turn gates and the whatever um they start mentioning that the only thing was christianity and god yeah like and they go you... they and so crosses and that suicide is not the, the rules <laughs> Yeah, against the rules, like it, it Red yeah. somehow found Christianity at the age of 14 in Greenland in 1974. Okay. Well, that's when you come across his room. His room is like he like he had a couple of books with him when he got caught. You find a note that's explaining what happened. And he just wandered into this off limits part of the cave um, one day and he was just wandering around there like exploring. And the miners sealed the cave because they knew shit was inside. There was a cave in it. They sealed it intentionally because they were like there's monsters in there um which didn't stop the monsters from getting them because that's a whole other thing but he was locked in there from the age of 14 and all he had with him were some books and so he was like reading like the bible and like dante's inferno and a bunch of shakespeare and collecting all these books and uh like documents throughout the base and putting them all together and that's all he knew from the age of 14 was just him going over these books and documents over and over and over again just mm-hmm. so he didn't just so he didn't like lose his mind, which he clearly did. But yeah, that was his attempt did. to stave it off. So I yeah, I love that part of the game because 
it explains his weird character, his obsession with like Christianity and the fact that he can't kill himself because he still doesn't want to go to hell and he's just trying to survive and he needs someone to come like kill him to release him from the nightmare. I love that. You it's, find, like, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I also, one of the things that I really loved about this game uh, was the use of music. So most of the time there wasn't really any music. I mean, of course, when you saw the dogs and when there were really tense things happening, they would. But for the most for the most part, it was just like ambient noises in the background and then some whispering and all of that. Um, and then they played this really dramatic music when Red was dying. And I love like the use of that. It was just it was great for the emotional piece it's, of that. It's like the only time in the game you get real like a real soundtrack. It's just yeah. It's yeah, it's great because you also, never meet Red, but you have this kind of connection with him because he's helping you out and he's clearly insane. He clearly is like super desperate for you to help him out. He wants nothing more than you to kill him. <laughs> I also thought he was in I didn't realize till right before this we did this recording, I was watching a, a speed run of this game, that there was a CB radio near Red's room that he wasn't in the incinerator the whole time. I was like, how is he talking to me in the incinerator? <laughs> 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 Yeah, he's got the radio, and I think he's got like a map or something near him too. Um, okay, yeah, and so, so he's like charting progress. Oh, one thing that uh, this is an earlier puzzle, but we didn't mention. I do like the fact that they have the the Earth Mover machine for, that looked like it was from Total Recall that busts through a wall for one puzzle. That yeah. made me smile. I yeah, I like, like how Total Recall, but I like that part. I love that uh, Red calls it the Earth Eating Monster too. He doesn't know what it is. He's like, you have to um, find the heart of the Earth Eating Monster and. Uh, put it back so the the monster will come alive. Fucking weird. But I guess it makes sense. Out of all the character development, that was something I enjoyed. Once again, (laughs) you have the main character, no character development, and then Red, who did all the backstory, learning how he went insane, and then just hearing his insanity as he's calling what is a drill, the earth-moving machine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This this game would have gone, it would have been so much better if they had just voiced the protagonist because every time you click on something, it comes up with a little like inner thought that the protagonist is having where he's like, Oh, what's this for? What is what, like, I don't understand what this is. Um, yeah. Like at some point you find a desiccated, you find the tongue and you find like a desiccated dissected spider. And you say like, somebody must've been experimenting on this, but it's the spider is way too big. And if that was just voiced, it would have given the protagonist so much actual character instead of just nothing. Yeah. Even just like a few voice lines, not even yeah. everything you click, but yeah, for that instance, or or a few others, like it, it, I don't know how many times y'all might have messed up on the generator, where the oil and the steam, you're mm. like, all right, well this this makes sense. This looks like uh, steam. This looks like oil. No, nope, yeah. no, nope, that, that would have been so much better. It, just, the protagonist should have, like, just he's a, a damn it or an ugh. Yeah. You know, something like that. But like him putting the pieces together would have been great. Mm-hmm. But granted, this isn't a 2007 PC game, so <laughs> voice protagonists were not standard yet. Sadly, <laughs> the silent protagonist. Oh god! Yes. Sadly, they wouldn't become standard in PC horror games for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> oh, a couple other things that one thing well, I, you, I didn't do is Half Life. I know you can do is you can throw the jerky in the last area. You can actually kill the dog. You can like light them on fire with steam or kill them yeah. with steam or something. You throw I never did it. And like lock the fucking door on them. 
How long did it take y'all to figure out that uh, floor steam puzzle? I just uh, read the guide. Long. Oh, well. Damn. Oh, well. <laughs> I know, I cheat. I mean, I again, I played this game before, but I mean, I remember the first time I played this game too. And like, if you, it takes a bit, you have to stare at it. I mean, you really have to sit there and stare at it and like look at it. But as soon as you notice that the steam is coming out different vents, you can kind of sit there and map it and figure I, out where you need to go. I might have been standing at the wrong point of view then because it just kept looking <laughs> like it was steam. I was like, I can't run across that. And there's, there's yeah, no. <laughs> You, you gotta stand like the far corner. Actually, I think there's a table or something behind you. You can actually jump up on the table too and get a better view. Oh, but no. part of it too is like <laughs> it, it goes through four cycles, and the first two are right next to each other, and then the second one, or the third one is like several away, and you only have like a second to run to it. So the first time I did it, I totally messed up and I didn't realize which floor panel I was on. I got a rude awakening. And I was like, oh, yeah. fuck it. Yeah, that steam, which will. Of steam which will rend flesh from bone as you as you say earlier apparently it had cool atmosphere i will say that about this game i did enjoy the atmosphere yeah. i didn't i didn't enjoy the gameplay but i enjoyed the atmosphere now yeah it just needed it needed a voice protagonist it needed to be more about hiding and running than fighting because that oh, there, the, just there the was whole... a <laughs> go mike go you go okay the part near the end where you have I, I was getting really pissed off. So you gotta you gotta grow across these boards. I'm jumping across these boards, and then you have to grab like an you make an explosive bottle. And you take the explosive bottle and have to jump back. And I died about five times in one part where if you're not supposed to drop off, if you jump, it blows up. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And oh I was yeah. uh Yeah, I think that you kind of get that early in the game. This um you're making something. I mean, actually, no, it might be on that one too. Where like, if you mix something together, it says, uh, "If I move this around, then it's gonna explode." Yeah, he and tells when you're you. making, yeah, mm -hmm. and when you're making the dynamite early in the game too, it's like, um, "This will explode if it comes into like hard contact with anything." They set up the idea of explode. I mean, the explosions are really how you solve a lot of puzzles in this game. But yeah. you're in a mine. Yeah, yeah you are in a Such mine. That makes sense. <laughs> Except you're only finding single things of dynamite at a time like every box of dynamite has one stick of dynamite left in it oh can you light the dynamite and do something with it with uh, you, yeah use it for puzzles or you can kill the enemies with it oh okay yeah i, I was a jerky dynamite person <laughs> you should just talk if you could duct tape the jerky to the dynamite that'd be awesome <laughs> make like a like a dog pipe bomb <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right so now that we're kind of on like fighting enemies how did y'all feel about the whole combat system in general of the click drag swing? It was functional, and that's about it. <laughs> I hated it. I also, I would, I, I maybe I'm not used to PC game, but I would try to move the mouse, and I would just fail at hitting things sometimes. Yeah, this um, for our listeners, this game was before the idea of pressing a button and something happens. <laughs> um, this was. This is it's almost like there's like indie games today that are trying to replicate what this game does where you don't just swing a pickaxe. You have to hold down like the uh, you have to hold down a mouse button mouse. and it goes into like um, special mode or like actual usable mode. So you're holding the pickaxe. You have to hold down the mouse button and then you swing the axe with the mouse. It's very odd. It's terrible. Like for honor, something like that, like where you depending on the the direction of the mouse and how you held it, that's the direction that you swing type thing. It reminds me of like like indie games coming out today where because we have more control with VR, we're going to games that have like this games on VR now where you can 
where you have to like reload a gun. You have to actually like pull the safety back, pull up the magazine, put a new magazine in, release that, like release the slide lock. Like that's we're going back to that, but only because we have control over that now. Back in fucking 2007, we had a single mouse. Well, I don't know how many games you're playing with two mouses, but yeah. <laughs> when you play VR with uh, two uh, two hand sticks, <laughs> okay, half a controller each for each hand. It's just it's bizarre, um, and it doesn't. I don't know. Like I I never really got into head on conflict conflax. I never really got into head on conflax <laughs> with the enemies. Yeah, I'm just in a character as a 1930s miner. <laughs> yeah, swing the pickaxe. Hitler's forces are right over the hill. <laughs> I tell you, see. Watch out! Oh, what you guys? There's a worm. Then one of the puzzles near the end, the fucking lake. Oh, I was not. I was not a happy, happy either on that part. I died so many times trying to get across that lake. <laughs> Uh, everything in this game feels easy compared to that fucking generator though. that is the most involved puzzle well I just read but yeah well it, yeah it look just read the rest Wait, of us I had was to... reading I was reading the manual yeah but you it did. was like step one uh second valve turn to the right get the secondary valve going um release the pressure from the steam uh initiate oil flow and then all the symbols on that damn thing you're like well, this is waves going sideways. Is that steam, water flow, or oil? It's so What's ridiculous. a teardrop? Is this oil, steam, or water flow? Or and, tears. And yeah. now this is tears I was in. And then the you had another one. This is steam going upwards. Is this yeah. steam? <laughs> like, eh. Which squiggly line represents steam? And for, there was a point where I was like, does the teardrop represent steam? Or is that meant to be grease? I think this teardrop yeah. actually ended up being the steam and the grease ended up being one of the squiggly lines. Yeah, it was something stupid because yeah. like and eight, you have to do that puzzle twice too. Yep. If you do it, you like have to, it's a nine. It's a it's a three page manual with like nine steps and you go through all this and you're like, well, first you come into a room and there's a box with a giant hole next to this fucking box. It's like uh, barricade off. So you have to take the pickaxe and break the barricades. Um, you have to know that you can do that to take the box and there's there used to be a machine to open boxes but the machine is gone so you have to push the box down the hole so that the box breaks and get the battery and then come back out and put the battery in the generator but not in the wrong spot because there's fuses you have to put it in the other slot for takes batteries but you don't know which slot is which because they both look the same you put the yeah. battery in you do the things you turn on the generator the fuse blows you have to go find a fuse come back do it all over again hope it works it's such an evolved puzzle scariest part i'm of so glad that i just <laughs> played it my way i did <laughs> yeah it sounds like that was way more effective than what we did <laughs> yeah. they're trying to figure out well the good news is that the three of us know how to start a 70 year old generator oh yeah yeah I, it's helpful i'm going to green trapped in a mine in greenland well, you know what to do yeah, well, it was so weird i got this email the other day from my grandma who died 30 years ago <laughs> oh, an email like, you said and i was like grandma they didn't even have emails 30. All right. Whatever. <laughs> emails dated 1873. <laughs> yeah. Every time I get emails from my grandma, it's just about the Nigerian prince. I was about to make a joke. Money. <laughs> An email from your grandma that says, Dear grandson, a Nigerian prince has contacted me and left a bunker in my name. As I have died 30 years ago, I am no longer able to get to the bunker. <laughs> Please take this operational manual for a generator. <laughs> Go to the bunker. Trust me. At the end of the bunker, there will be one million U.S. dollars. 
Oh, man. <laughs> oh, uh, can we talk about yeah. the Dolly Parton lemon? The what? Oh. Uh, in the main cabin. Okay, so there were a couple lemons around the game. But when you're first going to Greenland, uh, you can look on the wall and there's like pictures hanging up and there's like a picture of Dolly Parton. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all I wanted to talk it, about. It, it, <laughs> I had forgotten. Yeah. So like when you're figuring out the controls and like opening things and you find the flashlight, like underneath your bunk bed, there is a picture of Dolly Parton. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, we all know, know that Dolly Parton was really big in 2007 and... <laughs> Oh, Great. she's still really big somewhere else. You know what I mean? Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> doesn't she have a... Oh, yeah. Did, no, no, yeah. No, no. She has no. her own world. She has Dolly no. World. Like two, three days ago, she did a anniversary at the Grand Old Opry. She's still big at the Grand Old Opry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, yeah, let's face it. I mean, fucking no, Dolly Parton. <laughs> Dolly Parton can fucking rock it on a saxophone. I'm not going to not gonna deny Wait, that. Dolly Parton can play saxophone? Yeah, you've not heard... Yeah, Dolly Parton plays... Uh, she first of all well, sir know. i'll have you know dolly parton um i think she's tied with reba mcintyre for like most songs on a number one uh at least for like country music like most number one songs on billboard huh. dolly parton, people actually do love dolly parton oh um, yeah people get nuts over her she's got dollywood uh <laughs> graham, she's best friends with graham norton i love graham norton so that's why i know this <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, that's just an unlikely couple. It is. But uh, yeah, Cyrus's grand uh, godmother. Is she really? I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. yeah she Cyrus did a good version of Jolene. <laughs> <laughs> did Miley Cyrus do Jolene? That's really funny. Yeah. No, actually, she did a really solid. Yeah. I, I, I think we might have gotten off track a little bit, guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> just, uh, this normal. is just the Dolly Parton podcast now. Yeah. We just don't, want to, to we just don't want to talk about this game. I was like, you know what? I don't want to talk about this game. So I'm OK. I'll just sit here and wait. You know yeah, what? I, just I, if you don't I, believe Dolly Parton can play saxophone, just look up her playing uh, the Benny Hill theme, and she fucking rocks it. Yeah, well, Stu's I, nickname is the Master of Unlocking Ramps, so that's, that's part of the the Master. But, of, oh uh, yeah, there's no guns in this game. I so mentioned I can't earlier go ramp. with the shitty lake. I did like the stupid reference where you find the guy. There's a frozen hand in the lake holding a crowbar that you need yeah. for one thing. That's when that uh, you come that. across the guy who's frozen and writing out the fucking novel. So, Everybody has a pen and paper on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not paper, it's blank notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My apologies. Oh, yeah, we should no talk about we talked about earlier, you get the stupid blank note, you have to hold on to the blank note, go to a different area, go in a room, turn off the light or turn on a light, something to do with the light, and then all of a sudden you see it looks like we're in the shiny and there's all like, this weird writing all over the wall. Yeah. That's how you can read the note. And if you don't do that, which I tried not to, you can't get the code, even though I already had the code because I have a guide to open a door to get to the final area. And I um I can't remember if Red wrote that note or if that's because there's there are other characters in this game that you you don't come into direct contact with, but you are kind of you kind of hear about either through like other notes or whatnot that show up in Black Plague and Requiem. For instance, the guy who the spider hater who gets like ripped out of the room and eviscerated, you just find a blood trail leading to a cavern. Um, yeah, I was he wasn't a lot more from that. Yeah. He wasn't killed by a dog. He was killed by another character from the second game named uh, Wilbur Fisk. Frisk. Wilbur Frisk, okay. yeah. So he, like, should... <laughs> you don't realize that he's the one that kills him, which I think is I think is interesting. I like that I like that a kill happens in this game that isn't explained until the second one. I wish more happened in this game, but I like that one little detail. Nice. 
that's how you set up for a sequel. Yeah. I think the room with all yeah. the scribbling, I don't think that was Red's room. I think that was another character whose name is escaping me at the moment, who's a bigger part in the second game, who's like kind of a, a psychological presence. Okay, like, should we talk about the ending of this game then? I think we're getting near that point. Sure. Okay, and we talked about it. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the non-ending. That's the about correct. I, the, I, the ending wait, of this wait, game wait, would wait. have been really good if the game itself had more story with the protagonist. Correct. Yeah. And to the viewers that are watching and never played the game, I'm going to recreate the ending. Spoiler. About five Nobody's seconds. watching. Yeah, yeah. You ready? Podcast. Boom. <laughs> ending. Credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been really funny if this game had like the Resident Evil movie credits, so it's just hard, like like a hard rock over top of that. What, what it was Mudvane? I think Mud. Yeah. <laughs> just like you get knocked out. Okay, so you're in a hallway. You're in a, this long corridor, this underground mine corridor, and the lights start going out towards you, and you can turn your flashlight, and you're walking down, and like there's a bunch of doors they don't open. You get knocked out, and the game ends. You see the shadowy figure. You see the shadowy figure, and you get well. You don't even get knocked out. Like it sounds like it's quite a struggle. Yeah. It well. There's a thump. There's a two to three gurgles and sing and sing. Yeah. And then yeah, it would have been great if after all that intensity, the very end of the game was just like yeah. (laughs) 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 Really needed just like a ridiculous over. I think yeah. the second one is better. The second one, the second, uh, the Black Plague actually explained fairly well what happens to you. And I think it's a far better game because the, the, when they made the second game, they thought it was going to be the last one. So they covered all their story in that. I love, kind of is the last one. I, lo- I love that they start a three part series and then give up midway through the second they one. They give like up Red midway. Well, they give up midway through. Yeah. And then they do uh, Requiem. And then there's actually. Like, a mod for amnesia. Yeah, there's a mod for amnesia called a uh, penumbra like necrologue or something. And mm-hmm. that's like that's like a, a whole different developer fan made thing. I think that's just like fans desperate for an ending for the story, which I'm you know, I I do like when fans kind of get on board for stuff like that. Yet we still don't have a Half-Life 3 No, But actually with Half-Life, isn't there there's like a fan made mod where it uh, kind of ties Half-Life 2 and um, uh, what's the other games they make? The Portal. It ties like Half-Life 2 and Portal together somewhere out there that I remember playing at some point. I don't remember what it's called, sadly. Somebody go look that up for me. <laughs> Didn't know. but One of our audience, go look that up. There's a lot of fan-made mods for... I mean, fucking Christ, there's a shitload of fan-made mods for Half-Life 2 because apparently you can make whatever you want in Gmod. I made a pinball machine. <laughs> I made a sled that didn't sled. It, piece of wood? Yeah. Okay. Because there was that great Gmod. Uh, t- there's a great Gmod game mode where it's just like downhill sledding and you have to make the fastest sled with just random bullshit. And so I made like, I put like uh, rocket boosters on it, but as soon as I hit go on it, the rocket boosters broke and spun around in opposite directions. And oh. so I, I was trying to make a sled and I accidentally made a helicopter. Oh, well, excellent. Oh, ultimately, you won. Uh, ultimately, yeah. I mean, I felt like a winner. I certainly got the highest. That's the goal in sledding, right? Is to get as high as you can. There's yeah. always there's a ramp at the end. Yeah. If there's not a ramp at the end. It's not sledding. When you go down a mountain, the goal is to get higher than the mountain. Yeah. Yes. That's why everyone knows the Olympics don't end until they ride the ski lift back up. 
I think it's time we move on to it. I got a couple questions, not many. Or question comments, whatever. The hell I'm surprised we got any for this game. I was too. <laughs> I didn't get many. In one group I posted, I got nothing. Not a single comment. And they just ignored me like, what the hell are you talking about? I think it was for the best. I think they knew. Those were the true fans. This game is sadly kind of forgotten. <laughs> Maybe not sadly, but this game is, is somewhat forgotten. Oh, I'm okay with that. I'm I've okay always known that. the name. That's the thing. I've yeah. always known Penumbra. Like, a lot of people who played Amnesia like looked up frictional games and they were like, hey, what else did this people make? Penumbra, what's that? And I'll never play it. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could say that same thing, Phil. I can't. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, I hope you're, hope you're ready to play Black Plague. Uh, next next October, we'll do it. Next October. All right, we have to wait a whole year. <laughs> and then we're going to have to wait a whole year after that to play the, uh, the expansion. The idea is that you'll forget by the time we get to next year, so I'll bring it up. Go ahead, write that down. Write I think it's down. the best way to play this game. You need a year to recuperate. No more. All right. While he's doing that, I got a couple I, questions. I got a couple questions, memories, comments I want to read. First from Christopher Pink. A dude who did an amnesia did Penumbra first. It was supposed to be a trilogy, but there's only two of them and another one off, which I think is a pretty rad game. You sir are wrong. But no, 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 no. The one offs are good. The, like the second game and the one off are pretty good. Yeah. Oh, we here's another one. You'll like we wouldn't have the story. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what what story? That the man. How, how could I got a letter for... explain this story to you if we played this game? You'd have no idea what's going on. I'd be okay with that. I still have no so idea what's going on. I listen to this, whole into this game where nothing happens. <laughs> I, I did learn. This is the second time I learned. If someone dead sends me a letter, do not go there. Just put return oh. to sender. Message unknown. Just no if such somebody number. sends you a letter and they say burn all this shit, burn all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no one is telling you to burn a bunch of shit for for a bad reason. No one's, hey, can you go to this this? I left you this whole storage room. Can you go and burn everything in there and don't ask any questions? When Nothing I good happened to that storage room. When I die, I, delete my hard drive. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> delete yeah. my hard drive. Don't look. Just delete it. You have, in that situation, you have two options: delete the fucking hard drive or call the cops. That's it. That's all you can do, and stay out of it. I'm dead, so it doesn't matter. You right. It's some, it's some <laughs> white people bullshit to to be in a horror movie and think, let's go investigate. No, fucking stay out of that shit. Uh, All right. I would be a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch out, Helena. <laughs> Look, one person dies at Camp Crystal Lake, you go the fuck home. No, the thing is, 100% of it is Helena. That's the horror. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second okay. I'm sorry, second question. <laughs> uh, from the, this from Josh EP Stewart could like this one amazing series the second one is excellent and well also there is a podcast by watch out for fireballs they talk about this game too so if you if you want to hear more about this game from people that actually like it I think they liked it you can go listen just to that edit too out, I have no just idea. download this episode and edit out everything Mike and Adam and Helena are saying and only listen to me <laughs> uh, there will not be a cut of that on here I promise I could do it <laughs> not gonna happen the special, yes. the, the positive cut. We do a positive cut for every episode. We delete yeah, all we the negative not. information. Fall on would just be me saying, eh, it's all right. <laughs> all right, a couple more things I want to read. One from a friend of the show who's on the show in the Operation Raccoon City. He, or, yeah, Operation, yeah, whatever the fuck. He said, Michael <laughs> Hughes, maybe what may, what modern games is the closest compared to? I guess Amnesia. Amnesia, Amnesia. yeah, hands down. Don't. Amnesia. This game is a hundred percent the skeleton of Amnesia. This is 
I mean, right down to, I thought my sound was off on my uh, iPod. Well, it is, so I don't know how that notification sound popped up. Whatever. Um, yeah, this game is like beat for beat. Realistically, if you play this game and Amnesia back to back, it is beat for beat the same game. It's just that Amnesia has more story in it. They've just figured out the atmosphere better. Amnesia. Why'd you pick what? this ship? Why'd you I almost pick did Amnesia, pick Amnesia. A good game. I almost picked Amnesia and I thought people haven't played Penumbra. We should do that because that's like the predecessor. It's a good thing if you haven't played Penumbra. I, it's uh, okay it's important to know the history. It's important to know where you came from. Hmm, is it? Why, 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 no. Because why, look, why, if you play Penumbra and then you play Amnesia, you have more respect for Amnesia because of it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And while playing this, I thought every time, once again, like 12 years ago, what would I have thought about this game? Like, where would my mindset been? Because it's a different generation of graphics. It's new style. It's new sound. This is a new thing. Like, where would my mind been 12 years ago? And it was probably going to be like the first time I played Amnesia, I was scared. I was dead. And then, you know, Amnesia null, like numbed me for a bit. And then I played Outlast. And then once again, there it was. There, There's that fear. And so what's going to be the next Outlast or Penumbra? <laughs> the, next, uh, the next Outlast yeah. is just the developer, the head developer of Frictional Games comes to your house and punches you in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They, they legitimately cut off your pinky finger. And then yeah. Like, I think in the middle of the night, they cut off your pinky finger and send it to you, and that's when you notice you're missing a finger. Game of the year. Done. And you have a heart attack and die. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a letter from your dad. Yeah. 30 years from now. Son, don't read this, but in 30 years, you're going to get your pinky cut. Yeah. Ah, this is stupid. In 30 years, <laughs> your own pinky gets sent to you in the mail. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> just, All right, last thing I want to read. Like, that sounds like a movie. Like there's a new horror game out there. That's well, killing at least I'm getting the pinky so thing scary. Back, you know. They should do that. I mean, I guess that's basically the ring, but they haven't done the ring with video games yet. I feel like that'd be a uh, well, it'd probably be a really shitty movie, but I feel like that'd be a good crappy movie. There's a game out there that's killing people, and you can only find it on the dark web. Oh. Everyone who plays it dies. It's so scary. You know, in about two years. Somebody and only like just um, made a million dollars off of you saying that, right? <laughs> yeah. And like the only person that can uh, the only person that can stop the game is like Jodie Foster or something. <laughs> Joey Fatone. <laughs> Joey no, Fatone. Joey Fatone and Jodie Foster together at last. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Amazing. That's the the duo I never <laughs> I wanted. It's 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 Joey Fatone. From his days in NSYNC and Jodie Foster from Silence of the Lambs as Clarice. <laughs> All right, I think I need to take. You got to get the boys back together, oh, Joey. Right? <laughs> so this my, my, my. If I could mute you, I would, but I can't. <laughs> we're not enough. We don't have physical mics. We're not next to each other. I would mute you. I would just like click. All right, from Jerk Leffler. I got this in the first ever Humble Bundle. I have never heard of it before, but it quickly became my favorite of the bunch. If anyone has this out in the Humble Bundle to actually listen to the episode, I say delete it off your hard drive, never play it. Oh, sorry. That, um, but I, uh, I say I play it, try it. I, I would also ask what <laughs> other games came in that Humble Bundle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Better yeah. games. You know, I'm just glad the money went for a good cost. I, you know, I would say, again, uh, in this game's defense, um, until like two years ago, this game was still better than pretty much every Steam greenlit uh, horror game that was out there. There's a lot of indie horror games that are just trash. Until like 
two or three years ago, they started getting really good all of a sudden. For some reason, they started getting really good. I'm but up to that video, point, I was going to say, I'm not a video game programmer or anything like that, but I feel like maybe this kind of style of game is easier to make because there's not a lot of programming goes into it, you know? Like, well, you have simple mechanics. It's certainly more difficult to make than, like, uh, SPC or whatever that, that series is called. Um, is it SPC? Where it's, like, the... Like the Slenderman, like it's like the pre, uh, precursor, like the Slenderman games. Like this game is certainly better than every Slenderman knockoff game where it's just jump scares left or right. Like there was a. Except was, Five Night at Freddy's. Yeah, that kind of like transcended the genre that it was in. Yeah. Um, when you think about like Granny or the Krabby Patty SpongeBob one or. Yeah, there's a lot of. Again, until like three years ago, there were so, so, so many bad horror games out there. And all I don't know if it's just like the age of horror for video games. Like if we're suddenly getting a lot of good shit, like especially in indie stuff, we started getting like uh, like Edith Finch, which is kind of a horror game. Yeah, that's a good game. That's a great game. Um, And now, like, you know, we got like Until Dawn and uh, now what's the new one? Man of Medan, like suddenly and hold on. So layers of, hold on is really layers good. of fear out there. Layers of fear. Under There's a lot of good horror games all of a sudden, but it's like it's just started happening, which I is great for me. But before box. before these games happened, I only had a I only had the number. So favorite horror game of all time. Before uh, yeah. the sorry. of all time. My favorite horror game of all time in 2007. That's a lie because Resident Evil was out by then. But yeah. <laughs> my favorite PC only horror game in 2007, maybe. Okay. <laughs> all right oh we're gonna go to shelf or box um helena do you want to go first uh, you already know my <laughs> no, what are you doing <laughs> that's my noise bop, bop, bop. There you go. Uh, <laughs> interesting review uh, yes. trash is trash an option yes uh, uh, hey it's we had we took the street fighter movie threw it in a box and burned it someone did so whatever you want to do i put that on my shelf <laughs> maybe i just have bad taste Yes, yes, you do. I'm dead inside. <laughs> you know, it's. I, I mean, it was. Um, I mm, okay. So like. It, <laughs> so far, it, Helena's review is bad and bleh. <laughs> <laughs> decreasingly verbose. Um, <laughs> I guess it started a really good trend of gaming, so I can respect it in that aspect. Um. But I think it is best left in the past where it belongs. Much like letters from dad. Yes. Letters from dad. Or let, letters from a wife you killed. <laughs> what? That's like a uh, topic. I get that reference. A lot of oh, people do, I think. Did you, did you kill your wife? Um, <laughs> I did not get that. <laughs> did your dad and then write you a letter about it 30 years later? She's not responding to my text because she's sleeping, I think. But yeah. no, she's very much alive. She's- She's been sleeping for so long. For 30 so, years? <laughs> so sleepy. I'm just so tired. <laughs> yeah, that's so my... I assume... Okay, so I assume it's going in the box or the garbage, one or the other. Uh, no, uh, okay. Okay. I retract what I said. Don't throw it away. Put it on a high shelf where you respect that it came from your childhood a long time ago and that it paved the way for all your games, but you don't ever dust it or really <laughs> take care of it. So it's like an actual letter from dad that you have. Yes. 
Okay, I'll go next. I think it's safe to say, one, I never want to play this game again. Two, <laughs> I never want to play this game in the first place, but I did. I you did say. beat this in almost one day. Like I just couldn't stop playing, not because I was enjoying myself, but because I'm like, I beat it, I don't have to play it again. If I beat it, I don't have to load it up again. I'm done. I'll be done. I was going crazy <laughs> like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, but I beat it. I played through it. I It was an experience. I mean, I, I can't even really say I'm happy that I played it, even though it I mean, if we're talking about it, I'm just like, oh, man, this game. I just keep shaking my head and just did not. It's not like it. it's not a bad game. I will say that. It's just it's not my kind of game. And I don't like horror games. Like, I cannot wait for Spooktober for us to be over because I want to play something happy <laughs> and friendly. I'm tired of I'm tired of horror. And any time you make me jump in a first person game, I'm already angry. <laughs> this is like the only horses I'm looking play. at you. Uh, well, so yeah, didn't count. Friday the but... 13th on NES was not a horror game. <laughs> it was to me. I was gonna say I remember actually getting scared by that when I was um uh, really young. Also, there the Friday the Thirteenth uh, NES game actually gave me nightmares for a solid three months. But once again, that that is surprising. It, I think yeah. the last game we were, that we played that was like actually stressful to me was Clock Pikmin. <laughs> no, not even Clock Tower. Pikmin is a horror game. Pikmin, Just Pikmin is the the biggest horror game we've played so far. <laughs> All right, uh, this game is going in a box. I never want to look at it again. I never want to play anything else again. Sounds like I will be playing something else again in the series, but I'm good if I never... if I, I didn't know it existed before, and I'm okay, good. I'm very okay with forgetting that it exists and just moving on in my life. So in the yeah. box. Yeah. That number Black Plague written down for October 2020. Yeah, oh. I hope you forget that. <laughs> All right, how about you, Adam? Getting it tattooed on my wrist. <laughs> like, Like Helena and everything i i respect where the game came from i love the if i put myself in the shoes 12 years ago and think about innovations where it was going where i was as a child how the game scared me it is an absolute must play the thing is is 12 years ago i was a lot younger a lot stupor i'd have to google every five words that i read in a journal it's <laughs> definitely in the box like it 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 not worth playing there's so many other games out there that this game's built off of and learned from and while we have to respect our elders and <laughs> where we came from is sometimes it's good just to put granddad in the home and never talk to him again oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the funniest thing in this entire episode (laughs) you know it was worth it just for that joke it was worth it that i suffered for five hours (laughs) we're old granddad uh how about you Stu? shelf or box for almost i'm gonna get a soda or something you know yeah, for I've almost had... the exact this isn't going to be too long uh, for this game. Um, for, for almost the exact same reasons, I'm going to put this on my shelf. Um, I think this is a very important game because it kind of started the. If you like horror games now, this is a very important game because it led to and like it led to a bunch of knockoff horror games. A bunch of people realized you could do like easy horror on PC. Um, and if that was your cup of tea, then, you know, 2007, 2012 was the fucking golden age for you. Uh, and like when Frictional basically used this as a skeleton to make Amnesia, that started like a whole nother golden age of better PC games. Um, and then Soma. And then from that, like 
style of game. We got Outlast and a shitload of great horror games that started coming out. So I think if you like PC horror games, you ha- yeah, I think you have to respect Penumbra for kind of setting up that that skeleton that they're all based off of. Um, I quite enjoy this because I like I like going back and playing games. I like going back and playing like the earliest version, like seeing the earliest version of things. Like people will tell me to watch TV shows. And they always get mad at me for not wanting to watch like the last episode of an anthology show. I'll have to go back into the beginning because I like to see where things came from and how they how they progressed. So for me personally, this is going on my shelf. It's it's like the the prototype to all the great games that I play today. Okay. And, Fair. Fair. I knew you had positive things to say. That's why I had you go last. I, had I always have positive things to say, to say about games. Uh, I am very I forgiving I... when it comes to So when are we playing Banjo-Tooie? When, when, when is Banjo-Tooie going to be on the list? I had nice things to say about Banjo-Kazooie. So I when are we going to the... play Conkers? Live and I reloaded. enjoyed the music. Yo. I enjoyed I... the pretty colors. I can't <laughs> just ignoring my comment. He hates Conkers. He already told me if I put Conkers on, he's done. <laughs> I am not going to play Conkers. Right, Conkers is just, Conkers? It's just so over-the-top stupid. Exactly. This this game was so over-the-top garbage, but yet you're giving... <laughs> it, at least there's a it's, giant yeah, scene but pile they of were shit try- here's in the this thing. game, and here's we the thing. know it. They were trying to do horror for this game, and I can respect that. Conkers, they weren't trying to make a funny game. They were just like, eh, put shit jokes in there. Yeah, It's like the Sharknado of games, where it's like they're being intentionally bad. And, all right. Sharknado is fantastic. So once again, we're Sharknado. The first one, it was it was certainly an event. The fact that it was an event is why I enjoyed it. The all like the movie itself and the rest of them are just fucking garbage. Yeah, but you have to think. Oh my god, that's the case with all like asylum movies. Like they don't try. They're just like, eh, do the the dumbest thing. And I appreciate some people like that. It's not for me. This all right, we're, Stuart. After this conversation, we're going to talk because we, hey, where <laughs> the Nintendo sixty four was and when Conquer came out and what it did was bigger than South Park. I appreciate that, but I would much rather. I will forever more thoroughly enjoy a bad thing that people attempted to make good than a good thing that was intentionally bad. If that makes sense, I, any Asylum film is it's a movie by the loosest definitions that they weren't trying on, that they were trying to just like, eh, fuck it, we'll just put whatever biggest, dumbest thing in there. We're not going to try. And I appreciate that some people like that, but I would much rather watch a shitty B-movie that they legitimately tried on and failed in every aspect. But you have a great platforming game. Solid controls. Well, the solids, let's say liquid controls. It was oh the same God. controls as Donkey Kong 64 and Banjo-Kazooie. It was a rare game. It was yeah, the same. One of those was it was the, so if yeah, you're talking I about don't know if I'd say, I don't know if I'd throw Banjo-Kazooie in with good controls. But it's a rare game. It was done by Donkey Kong 64, Banjo-Kazooie. You, and then you had those two cutie games. And then out of right field, Conker's Bad Fur Day. They took one of their cutest mascots, <laughs> woke him up with a hunk hangover, had no idea what he's doing. He's and again, I appreciate that. But when you start having like just a long ass fight with a giant turd, 
The idea of that is very funny, but that gets old to me. No, it wasn't. First off, it was an experience. It wasn't a fight. (laughs) There's an opera. There's an opera that you're witnessing during that. All right. First off, it's a whole. You have to sit through like a whole fucking opera. Yeah, I can sing the song if you like. It's like a ten minute song. He's the great mighty. He's going to throw his shit at you. I get it. <laughs> and if that was it, I would think that was hilarious. But it's like 10 minutes of it. It's like, all right, I get it. You're a shit. You're... After after the first 30 seconds, the idea of it being a shit stops being funny. All right, how about so, deflowering? Do we ever do Conquerors? I know who to bring back on the show. Conquerors oh. might be. And I will voice every character for y'all during that. It's very rare that I will not put a game on my shelf. I think Conquerors will not go on my shelf. <laughs> I am very forgiving when it comes to games. But I don't know if Con- I I don't know. Con- uh, I don't know. Pop culture references. Crude humor. Actually a very solid. Oh, don't, no, 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 no. You can't say pop culture references because then like the fucking like movie 43 is a good movie by that standard because that's all references. Like epic movie. That movie is nothing but references. Yeah, all right. I hate to agree with you on this one, but I'm gonna. All right, all right, all right. I'm nodding my head silently at you. Know, okay, a good point proven. But we can all argue. Uh, there's like three funny things that happen in those movies. Maybe in each movie, they might have like three jokes that land. Like vampires suck is like okay, yeah. There's like three things in this that I legitimately laughed at. But at at the end of it, it's like oh, just I get it. I get it. This movie came out in this year. I understand. Pirates right, of the Caribbean I, is a thing. I get it. <laughs> I think it's time that I'm going to take over and wrap this up. Yes. Um, first, I want to say, Helena, Adam, do you guys have anything you want to plug since you're our guest? Uh, uh, okay. uh, uh, I know. If, uh, you're, <laughs> if you're ever at the wharf in Washington, D.C., southwest uh, waterfront, come visit me at Tiki TNT at Potomac Distilling Company. Uh, um, oh, I think I've been there, past- actually. What? Yeah. I used to live in D.C. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, one of the bar managers at um, Potomac Distilling Company, Tiki t okay. We make our own rooms. Um, all of our bars have indoor and outdoor sections. Fantastic. I'm there. And uh, I don't know, get drunk, puke on my bar, and like, let me hate you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty so sure. I know you're going to Washington, D.C., aren't you soon, Stu, coming up here? Um, I'm in D.C. all the time. I was just in okay. D.C. like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's what I, I, I thought it wasn't that long ago. Uh, no, in November, I'm going to New York. Okay. I oh, travel. Hey, you can go meet DJ somewhere, wherever he is in New York. I'm going to be pretty fucking busy in New York, because I got Hamilton tickets. Suck it. Oh. <laughs> Suck it, everybody. All right. I want to thank everyone for listening to this, this episode. If you like this episode, you won't find others like this, because normally we play games that aren't terrible that I want to gaud my eyes out while I'm playing. <laughs> hey, usually we play good, good games like Operation Raccoon City. <laughs> Oh, I, okay. Raccoon City was a better game than this shit. No, it was I enjoyed not. it more. I, uh, I, I don't was, but I this it game more. was doing something new. Uh, Raccoon City was like aggressively mediocre. Raccoon City made me happy when I played it back in 2012. When I played it as an adult, I went or I was an adult back then. When I played it you know, recently for the show, I was like, oh god, why did I pick this shit? But hey, I had good memories. But okay, if you, you can find more episodes like wherever you got the podcast, please spread us like the key virus. So if you know someone that likes video game humor podcast, spread us along. Or spread us like it. the true rate infection, which we'll talk about in a year's time when we play the second game. Yeah, sure we will. Okay. <laughs> and 
<laughs> also want to say, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where I'm usually posting images of the upcoming game. This was one hard game to post images for. I got to say that I could not really find screenshots that did this game justice. You should have just, just posted just screenshots from like Amnesia. It's like should have posted screenshots <laughs> of the Great Mighty Pooh. Be like, Look at how shitty Penumbra is. Great Mighty Pooh. Listen to our Penumbra episode. <laughs> <laughs> that might work. Okay, and. Our awesome intro came courtesy of Bubby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney, from his EP, Bite the Bullet, cool, the song School Kid Squad. I fuck that up every time. All right. Thank everybody for listening. You guys have a wonderful night. And we'll oh, see you uh, next and we week. should say, yes. um, you're not oh. confused if you're a standard listener. Uh, we are not announcing next week's game yet. Completely forgot that. That we yeah. were just going to... Because normally I always have written down, but since I... If anyone's still here, if you're still here, Hi. Um, yeah, yes, we're going to do a special <laughs> Halloween game for next week, and we are not going to announce it till the till like the day of when you see, when you see the episode. So, but yes. there will be some hints on the Facebook and Instagram. We will be, yeah, we'll be releasing clues, and um, I don't know. I guess I, we we could probably give a hint now too, little hint. Sure. Uh, it's it is a horror game because it's going to be the finale of our Spooktober events, and uh, let's say it's a it's a game from our humble beginnings. Okay. And I'll put that down in your notebook, guys. Write that down. You sit down in our thinking chair and think. And think. All right. Everyone have a wonderful night. I will see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, Amnesia. Bye.